This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is Jim Bitching. Today, I'm going to share with you some stories I overheard in the gym, the action items I suggested they took about it, and why I think you should do the same. So every morning, almost without fail, every morning is an overstatement. My apologies. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, I box in the morning. I've shared a lot of pieces and parts of my journey with you, not all of them, but enough. And today was no different. Today, as I'm recording this, it's a Tuesday. And I'm in the gym after a a hiatus, right? It feels good to have that Monday off, get to repair my body, recuperate just a little bit, not feel all that stress. And based off of a little slow getting out of bed and a little things not going quite the right way, right? Really not being prepared enough. It's what it is. It's so interesting when you admit something out loud, right? The stuff that we're afraid to say, like, no, the interesting shit didn't happen this morning. What actually happened is when I went to bed last night, I wasn't prepared because I was tired because I worked too damn long and I didn't call it quits when I said I normally would. So my wife and I didn't get home until 930. Then we watched two episodes of Breaking Bad for some unknown reason, which I have no fucking idea why we did it, but we did it, which put us to bed at like 1030, 1040. And so my alarm clock went off at five. I said, fuck it and went back to bed. Which made me not prepared to get to the gym at 7 o'clock in the morning. I feel so much better now. I feel better that I shared that with you. And so I get to the gym a little bit later than normal, right? I try to be there by 7.30 the latest. End up being 7.45, 7.50, which cut the session short. All that means for me is that my coach ends up having another group of clients that comes in later. right? I'm pretty much one-on-one with him in the mornings. But he's got a a group of uh, women that train with him collectively, right? I don't know a whole lot about this group of women. The, the gym's a small intimate setting, more like a personal training studio. Um, I know they're all local to where my wife and I live. I know, I get the impression from what they've shared, almost all of them have kids and they all have known each other for quite some time. And our gym is separated into two separate sides with a wall and an open door in the middle. One side's the group training area, right? With free weights and mirrors and all the things you'd normally expect from a gym. And through the door on the other side is the boxing ring, where I spend 95% of my time. And so as the ladies start to show up at 8.15, 8.20, my instructor, my coach, my friend, Kevin, gives me a series of drills to continue to do. Right? I have another 20, 25 minutes. I want to get some more work in. So he gives me these drills. And I'm completing the drills. And right, it's, it's quiet. There's nobody instructing me. I'm not hitting pads. I'm not hitting mitts. I'm not hitting a bag. It's myself and some footwork, some adri- agility drills, really changing height, changing level, changing position, and doing some shadow boxing, right? Imagining what walking through the steps of what a fight would really be like. And so as I'm going through this process, I just can't help but hear voices elevating in the room that's attached to where I'm at. Now, when I say elevating, I think for a second, like, are these women about to throw down with each other? Like, is this, this is going to be like Royal Rumble here in the WWE, except inside the gym. Like, are they mad at each other? Like, I'm waiting to hear glass break. But being self-consumed is a beautiful thing in the morning, and I believe we should all be a little selfish. So I certainly didn't go rush to play the hero. I kept going through my drills. If nothing more, I get to a crazy sight to see as I leave the gym because I have to walk through that area to get out the door. And so it continues back and forth and back and forth. Eventually quiets down. I finish my drills, take off my gloves, my hand wraps on that side of the gym, 
unlace my shoes, right? My special boxing shoes that look like these uh, ridiculous little black slippers and walk over into the other side. Now, there's been consistent bickering back and forth, but when I walk in, there's an eerie silence in the room. Now, at this point, the current version of myself, I don't give one shit about that. Right? I'm very, very confident. I know who I am. I know what I do. I don't really care what they're talking about. If it has something to do with me, more power to them. Right? There's this checklist of things I would have went down before. Oh, my God, did they get quiet because of me? Is something I said? Do they know something about me? What are they saying? Can I ask a question so I become included in the conversation? Like this would have been all the old versions of what I would have went through in my head. None of that this time. Simply go hang my, my gloves up, my hand wraps up, put my shoes in their spot, pick up my gym bag, and then walk to the shower. No big deal, right? Go to another part of the gym, shower up super quick. I have some early, early morning appointments at the office today that are earlier than I normally would. And so I'm dressed, showered, ready to go within five minutes. As I'm walking back towards this part of the gym, I can hear them still complaining. And now it becomes very clear to me. They're all bitching about some woman or group of women, right? They're not mad at each other like I originally thought. They're talking poorly about somebody else. And so when I show up in the room and I walk in, the silence is not because of me. It's because I believe, this is my assumption, I know what that can make me, that they're afraid I might know whoever this person is. And they certainly don't want to talk shit about somebody where it might get back to them. So I laugh at this, right? I hear this as I'm walking. Like it's loud enough that during this walkway that I walk down to get to this room, I can hear them. Right? I don't know if they've forgotten that I have to go back through this way. I don't even thought about me. I don't care. As I walk in the open doorway, it's silence once again. Now it becomes very obvious. Right now I, now I don't have to assume anymore they're quiet because of me maybe knowing whoever this person is, which I don't even know who they were talking about. I don't know the name. I wouldn't care if, if I did. But the current version of me gets to do something different. Right? Think about what you would have done in that situation. And be honest with yourself. More than likely, if you're like I used to be, it would be insecurity first. They're talking about me. It'd be ask a question to make sure they're not talking about me. And then when I hear them get quiet the third time, even though I know it's talking about other people, I kind of scramble right through. Like, I don't like the tension. I'm just going to get out of here. Which, that's an option, right? There's nothing wrong with those things. I would question if it serves the greatest good of you and the greatest good of the people in the room. And then I would question if you even care. See, me, how I am now, I can't really turn it off, and I don't want to. I love being who I am. All the flaws and everything. And so as I walk back into this room, and they're silent, there's one woman that says hi most mornings, and regretfully, I don't remember her name right now either. I say, hey, you know, I couldn't help but overhearing. It seems like you, guys, you ladies are upset about something. I said, I don't really care what it is, but could I offer you a perspective shift? She smiles. You're sure. What are you talking about? I said, I've got this crazy idea. How about instead of sitting in here bitching about how somebody's wired, you pick up the phone and you call them and iron it out like adults. And if that doesn't work, you leave here and eventually you go meet them face to face and you get clear on what your objectives are and if you can make them work together. 
this woman pauses, and it might as well have been like I slapped her in the face with a salmon. It just completes shock, awe, stun, red face. She doesn't know where to be mad or embarrassed. She doesn't know whether to be angry or sad. Because on one side, she's mad. Her ego is bruised that I called her out for talking poorly about someone that's not in the room to defend themselves. On the other side, she's embarrassed because she knows what I'm saying is the right way to handle a situation. Because inevitably, just like in your life, it has worked before. But you think of all the areas in your life where you're talking poorly about someone that's not there to defend themselves. That's not there to offer a rebuttal. That's not there to get correct um, criticism. Probably a lot. Don't worry. I literally used to do the same thing. I was super quick to talk bad about somebody that wasn't there. You know why I did that? Because I was insecure. You know why I did that? Because I wanted to feel better about myself and I wanted people to rally around me and build me up like, yeah, yeah, that person's a piece of shit. Are they really? The thing about your life, if I think about mine, the majority of the places where I've been the most frustrated with somebody else, where it's really got underneath my skin, are the areas where I had done the exact same thing. Now, again, I don't know what these women were discussing. I don't know the person. I don't know the issue at hand. Potentially it was something so catastrophic that this unannounced fourth party that wasn't there to defend themselves deserved every bit of this tongue lashing that she was getting. Maybe it was even a he. But I highly doubt it. You see, bitching about a situation without an active plan to achieve success in that situation is an exercise in futility. Why would you give up mental space, energy, clarity, air, vocal cord strain, discussing someone that's not there, that can't actually get something of growth out of the situation? Right? When we're hurt, when we're sad, when we're upset, our goal is to stop feeling that way. Right? I'm going to have to imagine that's what you're going through. If you feel any of those feelings, your goal is to stop feeling those feelings. And while we might get a momentary lapse because we get out all the anger, right? This discusses very often. The emotion happened. The triggering event happened. But instead of swallowing it, you're talking about it. I'm proud of you for that, honestly. But how much more impactful would it be to talk about it to the person that created the original incident and help work through your differences real time? So instead of carrying around the shame and guilt or having to be quiet in front of someone because you don't know if they're going to quote-unquote tattle on you, what if you just handled it directly? Like in my humble opinion, from this perspective, as a man that used to talk about people behind their back all the time and now looks to address it as real-time as possible head-on, framing your life that way is really the epitome of getting shit done for yourself. Right? How much easier does it get? Like you feel something, someone's talking badly, you hear something, you call the person who created it, and then you address it. You get it out. On the backside of getting it out, you will feel better. And when you feel better, you can get more shit done. Like that's the message today. 
I feel like this podcast is super short. Kurt, how long is it? It's a 12-minute podcast. You listen to this on one and a half speed, you can rip through it in super quick time. I don't have some fancy way to even tie this up together. Just the fact that I think it's ridiculous that we all are, are wired to talk bad about people's back, behind their back, but won't just call them and address it to come up with a desired outcome. And then a, a plan and a path to work towards that. And when you create that plan and path and the habits that are surrounded with addressing things directly to the person, every day after, you're able to get shit done.